Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Meg Mothershed. Meg is a graphic designer, brand specialist, and partner at Mothershed Design Company. Together with her husband, Josiah, they work with small businesses to support their goals through strategic branding and web design. Meg focuses on the management of the company while bringing her love for details to specialize in brand strategy and identity design. With a background in fine arts illustration, Meg brings a highly visual perspective along with a strong organizational skills to every project. She is a precise manager, strategy guru, and problem-solving bundle of energy. Design and entrepreneurship are Meg's passion in life, and combining them allows her to work directly with clients to help their businesses succeed. Meg, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Great. Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what your life was like growing up. Sure. So I actually am not a native to Colorado, (laughs) but my husband is. So I always say that's where I get my street cred from. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I actually grew up on the East Coast in Northern Virginia and spent my whole childhood there and went to VCU for fine arts illustration, actually. Then ended up kind of on a whim moving to Denver. My parents had moved out here not too long before that, and I was just needed a change, and Denver seemed like the right place to be. So moved to Denver and switched my major to um, graphic design, which was definitely the right choice. Awesome. So yeah, take us a little bit through your career journey and professional journey. Yeah. So like I said, I started off as a fine arts major in illustration. And I, at the time, being very young, thought, oh, you know, computer, you know, art created on computers is not real art. Uh, Like, that's boring. That's that's nothing. But then pretty quickly realized that I was going to graduate being able to draw really, really well. And that was about it. And that wasn't just not enough for me. I didn't really consider myself to be an artist. And I honestly really still don't. I think of myself as more of a a problem solver, whereas I think an artist just has something that they need to say to the world. And I'm more like, you know, give me parameters and I'm going to figure out how to do this in a visual way. So yeah, so I ended up moving to Denver and just kind of as a result, ended up choosing graphic design purely because they did not have an illustration major at the school I ended up (laughs) going to. Which school did you go to? I went to Metro State. Okay. Denver. Right. Yeah. Great school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the perfect fit. I have a really great communication design program there. And yeah, as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, okay, this is definitely what I'm meant to be doing. Again, that problem solving aspect of things, just definitely the right fit for me and kind of the way my brain works. So yeah, so I graduated from school and I got a job literally immediately out of school. Kind of funny, I actually, while I was walking in line to graduate, got the phone call that I got my first like real job. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better. So I worked as an in-house graphic designer for a nonprofit for a few years out of school. But around that same time, right after I got married and had started this new job, my husband quit his full-time job. He's a graphic designer as well and started the business. So he was doing that. I was still in-house, but the business just really started to take off and he was having way too much fun by himself. So I decided to quit my full-time job and join him as well. So that's what we've been doing ever since. Wow, that's awesome. So, I mean, that kind of was a one-stop agency life to small business owner. What do you like about being your own business as opposed to being part of an agency? 
Well, pretty much everything. <laughs> I, oh, and I actually, weirdly enough, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to have my own business. And I don't really know why no one in my family had their own business or anything like that. So I was just always very entrepreneurial. I like to say that my first, my first business in quotes here was my pet advice business, where if you paid me 50 cents, I'd tell you Love what it. pet you should get. <laughs> yeah. So I was consulting before I knew what the consultant was, but yeah, so I, I love it. And I've always wanted to kind of do that and have my own business in general. And now that I have, I always tell people like, it's totally spoils you and I can never go back to having a, a quote unquote real job. I think the biggest thing that really hit home for me is when I was getting ready to quit my job and kind of one of the biggest motivating factors was that, you know, you just have complete freedom over your time and you're not building someone else's dream. You are building your dream. And just to realize too, just how much time, of course, you spend working, you know, most of your time and your, of your week spent working. And so I just wanted to I wanted to have control over that versus not. And so I think that's definitely one of the things I love the most. I think that a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs do have a hard time with time though. You know, not working too much and mm -hmm. because it's just you and you want your business to succeed. What advice would you have to a starting business owner or entrepreneur on managing their time and creating those boundaries? Yeah, that is a huge thing for sure for everyone. The kind of the thing we have found is that you just kind of have to buckle down and do it. And we have even more recently kind of moved into, I will, I'm the master of scheduling. I really just enjoy it in general. Like I like project management and having a business has allowed me to really do that, which I like, but I have a schedule for like each day, like what is due each day, who I need to follow up with each day. But now we've even moved on more recently, just as a part of one of the things we're doing for ourselves this year. Whereas I'll say, okay, my husband, Josiah, like you from this time to this time, I'm blocking up for you to work on this project. You know, well, I'm going to be doing this. And so literally having like a blocked off schedule, like a daily schedule is something we've recently started doing. And it's definitely helped even more just manage your time because yeah, you are only one person or in our case, we're, we're two people, but yeah, you are very, you have to be extremely on top of it for sure. Absolutely. Have you found a software or do you just mostly use, I have a old fashioned planner book that mm -hmm. is basically my Bible and it helps me so much with my time management. Do you guys have a software or do you use good old pen and paper? You know, I've tried a couple different software platforms out there in terms of scheduling and that sort of thing. And I never found anything that quite gave me everything I was looking for. And since we are just such a small business with, with two people, I didn't need some big, crazy platform. You know, we don't have any other employees or anything like that. So I end up just doing a lot of Google Docs, which... I'm a believer in if it works for you and it's, you know, it's working, it's effective, then stick to it. And so I'm like you, like I have my notebook, I've got it right here in front of me. That's kind of my like little to-do list or like I need to write things down. But then yeah, I have a Google doc that has all the, the daily and weekly schedules in it for sure. I think that having something like that really just helps you with your time management and keeping on task and everything. If someone is listening right now who is an aspiring or new business owner, what is the single biggest piece of advice that you'd want to give him or her as the journey starts? Sure. Well, I mean, I know plenty of other people who are either just started or starting their businesses and now can be a good time to do that too. And I think one of the biggest things that we've seen for ourselves and that we've also seen like some of our friends and colleagues going through is just being specific. And by that, I mean, really knowing the answer to the kind of the three big questions of who are you, what do you do, and why does it matter? Those sound like simple questions, but they're really not. And they're, they're difficult to really come to concrete answers to sometimes, especially when you're first starting out. So 
I think really being specific about those three things are going to take you really far. And yeah, those can be difficult to figure out and kind of nail down. But once you do, I think you'll have such a more clear path of how to actually move forward in starting your business. If you could go back and do anything differently in your journey to where you are now, what, if anything, would you change? Hmm, that's a good question. I think one thing I know I certainly go through, and I think a lot of other people do too, is just not being so hard on yourself or kind of going back to the imposter syndrome, which is talked about a lot. And there's a reason for that, which is because so many people go through that. So I think just not being so hard on myself and feeling, allowing myself to feel more confidence. Or one thing that my husband and business partner, we do is we all do, what's your daily win for the day? So that way it kind of really forces you to think about like, hey, what did I actually accomplish? Even if it's a little thing or it could be a really big thing. I've been working you know, on this project for weeks and weeks and finally got approved or whatever it might be. So I think just, yeah, not being so hard on yourself and celebrating the little wins throughout your journey. And I think that what you guys have is very tricky, a very tricky tightrope to walk. A husband and wife business and living together and working from home together. And that's a lot. How do you kind of make it all work? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, has definitely been defining our roles. When we first started, we were both kind of doing, both doing everything. And then we're like, okay, well, this isn't working. This isn't time effective. Okay. So you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. But it was almost became a little too siloed or too black and white. And so then through kind of a trial and error process, we realized too that nothing is black and white and everything is more gray. And so I'm really good at doing, you know, X, Y, and Z things, but you're also, you're better at doing this part of this other thing. And so basically just working through a lot of trial and error to kind of figure out what those roles are. And now we have them pretty well defined, which I think really helps being like, hey, I know it's fine to ask you to do these things and I'm going to work on this. So I'm definitely defining your roles. And I think, I mean, certainly when it's your your spouse, but whether you just have a, you know, a business partner who's a colleague or a friend or whatever it might be, I think that even becomes more important to kind of set up those boundaries. So roles were definitely the biggest thing for sure. <laughs> what do you think the biggest mistake that business owners make when they're trying to grow and sustain a business is? Hmm, when you're trying to grow and sustain, I think you can overstretch yourself too thin really, really easily. And so I think one of the things, and this sounds a little strong, but I think it always helps me think things through. And someone else told me this, which is that, you know, do the thing that's going to make you money first in terms of like how to prioritize things. So if I need to, you know, send out a proposal, schedule a call and, you know, do a bunch of bookkeeping or something like that, which of those three things are going to, you know, make me money the soonest and it's getting that proposal out, you know? And so I think, uh, you know, at bottom line, we are, you're in a business to make money. And so I think helping, that always helps me think of, you know, what should I be doing when and what is most important and not that money is everything, but I think it does help you prioritize your task list for sure. What does your model look like for finding and engaging and selling to your ideal prospects and clients these days? Yeah, well, surprisingly, social selling has become really huge for us. And if you'd asked me a few years ago that I'd be getting a majority of our work through like Facebook, I would have been shocked. But that has really taken off for us, even in what we do, do being you know branding and a web design studio. But yeah, so I, for us, I'm the one who kind of goes out and finds the leads and does our initial sales calls and that sort of thing. And then it becomes a team effort in terms of actually doing the work. So I'll catch the fish and then my husband you know helps reel them in sort of. Yeah, yeah, I think that a lot of businesses don't really realize the effects of social media and how easy it is to target the exact people that might need your services. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you find your ideal prospects? 
Yeah, for us, Facebook groups has really been a key part of that. <laughs> yeah. And again, never would have guessed I wasn't a part of a ton of groups a few years ago, but now I am. And I've kind of found the ones that I like. And there's tons of local groups and Colorado based groups, which is great. And plus, you just get to build, you know, relationships with other people and connect with other business owners. So I have really, truly like enjoyed it as well as gotten quite a lot of business through it. So Facebook groups have really been key for us. Yeah. And I think that a lot of business owners don't even ever even think about Facebook groups. It's such a great place to really, again, bring the social back into social media and a way of networking, a way of getting new business. They're, you know, learning things. I know that I'm a part of a couple social media groups and I'm like, I'll find out, you know, news before Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg really even releases it, you know, and it's like, ah, this is awesome. I already know how to do all this. And it's our, you know, just being released. And these Facebook groups are an untapped resource for businesses uh, to really take advantage of. How have you found a good Facebook groups to be a part of ones that uh, have made sense for you? Yeah, I've kind of tried a lot of different kinds of groups. And at least for us, I have found a lot of the ones that are for women or tend to be really great and really productive. And I think it's just because as a generalization, women tend to really go after what they want and uh, and communicate about it. So for me, that's definitely been, and those are just my favorite ones to be in too. Just personally, I enjoy that and helping other women-owned businesses. I really, really like that. That's a big one. And then otherwise, finding local groups has been awesome as well. There's one specific to Denver. There's ones for Colorado, you know, different cities within Colorado. So yeah, I think, you know, going after getting more specific, whether it's women-based owner, women-based businesses or location-based has kind of been key for us. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm so happy to hear that you're taking advantage of being a part of groups. Cause I think that so many small businesses really could, you know, if you're a mechanic, there's all sorts of different, you know, car groups that you can join and, you know, especially even localized. It's a great way to get to know the people in your community and potentially get new customers and clients. Definitely. So I guess kind of going off of that, what, what do you like about having your business and your life here? I know you said, you know, you focus a lot on Denver and Colorado groups. Why do you have so much focus on your business and life here in Colorado? Yeah, well, it's interesting at the beginning of this year, I kind of, I crunched some numbers to really see, okay, who are our clients? Because you can have this idea in, in your head, but if you don't have the, you know, you need to know your numbers in terms of who that population makes up. And I, it was funny, it was literally like 90 some percent of our clients are based in Colorado. And out of that, like, it was literally like 97% in Denver. So it was really interesting because we do have clients in other, throughout the United States and in other countries as well. And so I think it's easy to think that way, but actually almost everybody's here in Colorado, which is great. I think there's a benefit to focusing on local people too, because you just have that in, in common and have that as a connection. But yeah, we love Denver. We love Colorado. And like I said, I'm not a, a native from here, but I am not going anywhere. I'm married and, and all of our families are here. So it's awesome. But yeah, the Denver and I'm sure Colorado business community as well just has been really supportive and just really, truly a bunch of really kind people who really like helping one another and connecting with one another. And, you know, I have friends who are in other states who are small business owners and they're like, oh, I'm so, I'm so jealous because you actually have that sense of community. Whereas everybody else is maybe they're really spread out or it's just not coming together and doing a lot. Whereas I feel like particularly in Denver, there's just like, maybe not right now, but in general, there's always so much going on in terms of networking or learning opportunities. So it's just been a really supportive community experience in terms of business. Awesome. One passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle, not the other way around. How has that played out in your story and approach to running your business? 
Yeah, you know, I one thing I always worried about when I just had a, you know, a regular full-time job was like, how are we ever going to have kids and pay for daycare? Or, you know, or like, oh, my dog's home alone <laughs> again all day and, and that sort of thing. And so for us, just being able to be home, like we just work from home in general anyway, has just been such a, a blessing and something we're really thankful for and, and want to always do. It's just to be here with my husband, here with my our dogs and, you know, be with our own little family unit, but be able to talk to people all over the place online has been wonderful. And so, yeah, just having that, that flexibility and that ownership of your time and, and where you choose to spend your time has been really important to us. And so, yeah. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received and how has that impacted your business hmm. or your life? Sure. That's a good question. Well, I think one thing, and this is going to sound totally cliche, but it really is true. And I think important, which is just be authentic, be yourself. I think too many, you know, again, this imposter syndrome where you're feeling like, oh, you have to be a certain way or everybody wants to be liked. And if you're, you know, on a sales call, you're like, oh, I hope you, you know, you like me and want to work with me, you know, because the bottom line is people work with people that they actually like. But I think the biggest thing I've learned too is just basically forget all that and just truly be yourself. And because people are going to see that and those are the people who you'll want to work with anyway. So yeah, I would say just be your authentic self and don't be afraid to actually do that and, and feel comfortable with them. Now, before we finish up, is there anything that I didn't ask you during today's discussion that you think is important to share? I think, especially just in given light with everything going on, I, I would say just hang in there and, and continue to go. You know, I think it can be easy to just want to throw in the towel sometimes, especially when you are, have your own small business or whether you're just starting. But the key to really doing anything is just to, to keep doing it in order to thrive and, and to grow and learn. So yeah, I would say just keep going. Well, Meg, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Yeah, you can visit us at our website, which is mothershedesign.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you. And if you're ready to take your social media to the next level for your small business, head over to my website and check out my free video training, the three biggest mistakes small businesses make with social media and how to avoid them. Discover how to make your social media marketing stand out from the crowd online. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.